Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to the latest Ringing the Blues, the podcast dedicated to the mighty Wiccan Wanderers. On this week's show, we have all the action and reaction from the Chairboys game against Gillingham at Adams Park. We hear from Gaz, Gareth McCleary and Stocko. I have a chat with a Wiccan fan who on the back of Drumgate wants to reunite the terrace. Plus, Darius Charles was back at Adams Park on Saturday, so I thought it'd be rude not to have a chat with the Mango Man. But first, Uri has the results and is back in Mexico City. We are ringing the blues from Mexico City. My name is Uri, and here are the results. Only four results because of international FIFA dates for League One. Ipswich Town 2, Churrosbury Town 1, Plymouth Argyle 2, Burton Albion 1, Sheffield Wednesday 1, Bolton Wanderers 0, Wickham Wanderers 2, Gillingham 0. So that makes us... Uh, climb to the second position in the League One table. Just two goals behind in goal difference behind, yeah, Plymouth Argyle. So good prospects for the Wickham Wanderers. And as for Cherbo Spanish, I've been told that the musical instruments have been forbidden for the foreseeable future at Adams Park. And well, you, I understand the rules, but you know, music in the stadium is essential. Uh, let's think, for example, of Manolo el del Bombo, Manolo the one with the drum, a character that follows the Spanish national team wherever they play. I discovered Manolo el del Bombo in World Cup 1982. There was this uh, man dressed in red with a hat and banging the drum and cheering the crowds all over the place. He became a character. And, you know, in Mexico... For example, we have the, the, the crowd of the national university team, the Pumas. Uh, they play at the Olympic Stadium. It's a beautiful stadium with beautiful sound and acoustics. And they rehearse the songs. They transform uh, iconic, popular classics from every rhythm into songs to cheer the team. They mark the pace of the game. If the game needs more speed... They speed up if the need if the game needs to be more energetic. They play the drums, they play the horns. They are cheerful. They learn the songs. They teach the songs to the other uh, crowd attendants, and it's a great atmosphere. So music and football they go well together. So as for Cherbo Spanish this week, okay, Cherbo Spanish, sing your heart out for the lads. Cantemos nuestros corazones para los chicos. You know, heart, it's corazón. Lads, chicos, muchachos, sing, cantar. Sing your hearts. Cantemos nuestros corazones. Out for the lads. 
para los muchachos. Sing your hearts out for the lads. Cantemos nuestros corazones fuerte para los muchachos. Share voice Spanish this week and back to Ingerland with my amigo Phil Catchpole. Until next week. Wickham were looking to jump into the top two of League One and also set a Football League era record of seven consecutive league home wins. Gillingham were the opponents and here's what happened. Ball flicked on by Vokes, finds McCleary. McCleary, edge of the box, he's still on goal, McCleary, and scores! Gareth McCleary with his fifth of the season. Some wonderful skill to get into the box. He looked at the keeper and thought, I don't care what you're going to do, I'm going to smash it in the top corner. Wickham 1, Gillingham 0. Zabita just cushions it to McCleary. Left wing McCleary runs towards the penalty area. Little step over, squares it to Curtis Thompson. Will he go for goal? He does. Drags wide and now Hanlon has scored against his former club. The offside flag stays down. Curtis Thompson's shot was deflected. It fell kindly to Brandon Hanlon, who made no mistake from inside the six-yard area. Wickham Wanderers 2, Gillingham 0. Wickham are challenging outside the area, and again, it's the two strikers trying to cause the problems. Wickham are trying to deal with it, and that is uh, a free kick. In fact, it's a penalty. It's a challenge which must have been inside the box on Dempsey from Josh Scohan. So here's Oliver versus Stockdale, taking plenty of time over this one. Oliver will sky it over the bar. And that is a terrible penalty, and a penalty that reeks of someone who's had so long to think about it that he's overthought it and just smashed it into those delighted supporters in the White's Beaconsfield Terrace. Awful penalty, and it remains 2-0. Gareth, a Football League era record for Wickham Wanderers, seven consecutive home wins. How do you feel about that? Yeah, he's considering someone who's in the Championship as well. It's, uh, it's an amazing achievement, you know, and uh, I'm really, really proud of it. But, um, you know, more to it, the performance for me <coughs> was another growth for us. It's a real professional performance, you know. It wasn't, you know, the, the last week was a fantastic game, fantastic occasion, but I was disappointed with the three goals, you know. Today, we saw it out really well. Um, we needed to get some messages into the boys at half-time. I got them in there and uh, and I thought that the boys were absolutely brilliant today. And not just the boys who played, the boys on the bench. I, I said before the game, those boys are gutted not to be playing, but they're happy that you lot are playing and they're confident that we'll win this game. And our, our strength comes from that baseline, what we have, you know, Gabe and Grimmer and, you know, Wheeler and... and I can find where Mimetti, what a pinch, you know, to get on and Connor Parsons makes a great, you know, a great um, moment for him on his first squad inclusion. So um, we have uh, a real good depth here and that's what, what excites me um, because everyone knows the jobs, everyone knows what to do on the pitch um, and being able to change it like I did um, was, was just awesome to see the game out, you know, a great moment where the fans are booing Jordan because he's being professional and seeing the game out. I know they want more goals, but come on, we, uh, we, we're a big picture here. But um, no, brilliant, brilliant for the boys and all the staff and they, they deserve all the plaudits they get today. They were, they were brilliant. And a fantastic start as well. And Gareth McCleary, I checked, he's 34, but he's rolling the clock back, isn't he? 
Uh, I was doing the same at 34, don't worry about that. So he's got that to live up to. <laughs> now he came across to me and said, Gaffer, I'm getting stronger. Um, the 90 minutes under in his belt was, you know, he, he's better than League One. Yeah, we know that. He's a, he's a Premier League Premier League and international player, you know. he's I think he's played against Lionel Messi once in, in an international. So you don't get that without being a top, top player. And, and he went through a, a, a tough time at Reading where he was uh, almost ostracised you know, from that and, and that hurt him um, so now to see him smiling to see him with the energy and the running I mean he was brilliant today you know. but I don't individualise this it's, it's a team effort and he'll uh, be the first to say he's got a great base to work from um, you know, Brandon and, uh, as well coming in um, I thought was was uh, was really getting to grips with how we play and what we do, and uh, and obviously a great poachers goal from him as well. So um, yeah, brilliant from all all the boys, and uh, I say Gareth definitely rolling back the years on his fitness. Yeah, what have you said to Curtis Thompson recently? He got a goal last week, and he had a couple of shots today, and in fact one of his shots led to the second goal. Yeah, well, he almost did a beanie, didn't he? And uh, not you know. He doesn't score for so many, and then you get two together. Um, but uh, we may have to wait another 70 games for his uh, his goal. But he's he's been outstanding all season. And I think when we went to the championship, he was one of the surprises that people thought, you know what, this this boy can play at this level. And uh, and he's uh, he's key to what we do. But again, he played midweek against MK Dons, came on and, and had a shift, and he's he's been one of our our consistent performers. So I thought just he was just getting a bit leggy towards the end, and David Wheeler coming on with my Swiss army knife there he could play anywhere wheels and uh, so putting him in with a bit of height and a bit of physicality I thought was the right thing to see the game out um, and, and again like I say the strength and depth of this place is is amazing uh, I asked them for 12 points honestly I asked them for tw- <laughs> I confirm it's just winning a race there so that's all the noise in the background um, I asked them for 12 points before the Shrewsbury game from four games they've got nine um I'd love them to be able to complete the 12, but Doncaster's going to be a tough, tough game next weekend. They beat MK Dons. Um, you cannot take any team lightly in this league at all, and uh, and I think that we've got to make sure that we're at these levels that we've shown today, which for me is a poignant moment in the season, a real performance marker of what we can do when we're at it, when the plan's right and the boys give the effort that they gave today. Fantastic, and uh, it's brilliant to be sat where we are on the table right now. I was just about to say, moved into the top two. I thought you were going to play it down, but psychologically it must be very important, not just to you, but, but for the players as well. Listen, I've been playing this club down for eight years, and finally I've got to say that we, uh, we have got a squad that um, are capable of achieving. Um, we're not going to be the underdogs, but we can never, ever lose what we had as underdogs, and I think that's the key messages. Um, really proud of the boys, like I say today, and a uh, long, long way to go, but um, the table has got nice reading tonight. Gareth, we'll talk about the team first and foremost. Um, back into top two after that win today. The home form has been magnificent. Yeah, it's been it's been really good to be fair. Um, credit to everyone. We've been uh, battling through. Tough game today. They're a good team. Um, good at what they do. Um, obviously played the ball long um, and then work off the seconds, but um, I think we dealt with it well today. Your performances of late, I've had, I had to Wikipedia your age just to double check you're in your 30s. You, you're looking like you're rolling the clock back out there. Yeah, I feel, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling very good. Um, as I said, I've, I'm looking for the percentages. Um, yeah, working hard in the gym. Uh, Gaffer's been brilliant with me as well. Um, so, yeah, long may it continue. A goal every uh, two games as well. And, you know, I think you're playing just off the striker. That's a pretty good return. Play, yeah, playing in the 10. Um, it's a new, new uh, system for me. Well, played it last year. Um, enjoying it 
And yeah, I just need to um, keep gambling off the flicks of folksy. And 90 minutes under your belt as well today. You look like you're getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good to get another 90 minutes. I haven't... Um, well, I think I've done a, a few recently. Um, but yeah, as, as long as I can play as, as many minutes as I can, obviously getting to the age that I am. Long may it continue. Hopefully I can get to Bayer's age and keep playing. But um, obviously we'll see what happens. And Jordan, the beater on that left-hand side as well. Regular starter now for Wickham Wanderers. You've got that relationship from your time at Reading. Has is, is that transferred to your time here at Adams Park? Yeah, 100%. Um, he's from Oxford as well. Uh, used to go to the same school. I've uh, known him for, for many years. And yeah, obviously we played at Reading together. And we've got a bit of an understanding. So... Yeah, recently he's been really, really, really good. Obviously, he had a, a bad injury a few years ago, but he's um, he's going from strength to strength, and he's playing many games now. So, um, hopefully, that can continue for him as well. Psychologically, how important is it for the dressing room to get Wickham above that dotted line in, into the top two places? Eleven games played, the table doesn't lie now. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say to you we don't look at the league, um, but yeah, we just take it every game, each game as it comes, and um, yeah, we'll keep trying to pick up points and then see where we are at the end of the season and we're talking in an international break you've got many international caps for Jamaica is that door closed or are you still thinking this form can can get you back on the international stage door's not closed but I don't know if they watch League One games so <laughs> I'm not really too sure but yeah the door's not closed I'm, I'm always willing to represent my country uh but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And Wickham now, some three, I think, consecutive away games now in the league. Is the old adage, win your home games, get what you can on the road? Is, is that the real belief now for Wickham? I think our belief, well, my belief especially, is to win every game that we play. Um, we're doing really well at home. Um, we're not doing too bad at, away from home. But um, yeah, as I said, we're just going to win every single game that we play. So um, the next one will be Doncaster away, I think it is. So hopefully we can pick up three points there. And you're part of a Wickham squad that set a Football League era record here. Seven consecutive home wins. Uh, never been done before. So uh, uh, an achievement to put in your career. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I didn't, didn't know that. Um, hopefully we can make it eight next game at home. <laughs> Stockard, I've just interviewed Gareth McCleary. I've talked about the goal score. And a clean sheet today at Adams Park. You must be pleased. I am, yeah. Uh, we spoke with the gaffer and I felt like we could have had more. Um, Akron and Stanley um, what was the other one late on um, Charlton, Charlton. Um, I just felt we could have had more so to sneak away with one there today hopefully we can carry that on you faced a penalty today there was an injury to Josh Goen so it was five minutes I counted on my watch between the penalty being given and for Dane Oliver taking it we, t- we talked on the commentary about how tough that is for a striker what do you do as a goalkeeper in that time um, me and Anthony were just chatting away about his daughter's birthday actually I said I think I can save it for her and as you know I'm not the um, most normal person <laughs> when it comes to situations like that but I was, I was calm Look, you're in a situation where he's got all the pressure on um, it'd be nice to save it but it doesn't really matter to me as long as it's a zero at, at the end of the game Wickham's home form has been magnificent you're part of a squad that's set a football league year record here seven consecutive home wins so you must be proud about that yeah, definitely. I, I weren't aware. Uh, all our focus was keeping this season's run going. Is that five in a row now? Or four? four f- five. Five this five season. Five this yeah. season. Yeah, yeah uh, that was more of our thing. Win our home games and um, hopefully pick points up away from home. And, and that's what we're going to carry on doing. We don't get carried away with records or anything. But it, now we know it's nice to uh, to add one to our, to our club. Hopefully add a few more games to that tally as well. You've mentioned the away games, uh, trips to Yorkshire now. Must be very happy for you uh, to go back to back home. 
yeah, God's country is always a nice place to visit. Uh, so I'll get the welcoming party out and hopefully we can uh, have a good time up there. Maybe a, a squad bonding exercise. You could take them around the sites and, uh, of Yorkshire, a David Stockdale tour. I don't think it'll be a tour that a lot of them would want to do. Um, there's plenty of Yorkshire Dales fields they can see and things like that. And, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm comfortable in trying to find things that can suit everybody. I'm sure I could find that. Uh, you're one of the players closest to the terrace. Lots been said this week about no musical instruments, no drumming. Uh, what, what's your viewpoint on it? Do you notice these things? Well, I'm just going to have a word with Rob because uh, I noticed a few harmonicas in there. So it might be one of them things that Rob's going to have to look at. <laughs> uh, no, no, it, it, you didn't really notice as such. Obviously, you do notice when there's a drummer, but because of the performance we put on, it made them up their game in the terrace. So it's always nice to hear them and... Um, if we keep going, they'll keep coming. The Gillingham fans were not a happy bunch in the away end. Here's a selection of away fan comments in the opposition view. Taylor, 478. We got away with murder today. Wickham were missing several players through international duty and injury. Just imagine what would have happened had they all been available. Wickham only wanted to play the game as they knew they could beat us anyway. Had it been anyone else, they might have thought twice. Sorry, Gills. Just got back from the match. Gillingham were awful. Defence was asleep for the first two goals and we had zero to offer an attack. Our only strategy yet again is the long ball hoof to Vadane and Akinde, who won very little in the air, making it an incredibly frustrating and largely pointless afternoon. Honest Sid. I kind of look at it this way. Wickham are a decent team at home. Don't forget how they overcame a two-goal deficit at half-time last week to come back and win 4-3. Money has been put into that team. I also think the quality of the teams in League One is the best for years, which makes it a vicious league to survive in. I think we'll be lucky to stay up. OS. Absolutely shambolic performance. Second half was utterly awful. We looked happy to just wait for the whistle and take the 2 0. We're only heading one way currently, and that is Dan. Lockdown life. We look suspect defensively and gifted them two goals. But after that first ten minutes, we were no worse than them, arguably better. Unfortunately, they got the reward for exaggerating the injury to delay the penalty. Their player was absolutely fine immediately after leaving the pitch. I blew. The four or so minutes delay in taking the penalty was so important. Our captain should have spoken to Oliver, who looked a little rattled by the delay and promptly hammered the ball two metres over the bar. Shocking miss. At the very least, he should have been on target from 12 yards. Whether it would have made any difference if scored is debatable, but it would have helped momentum for the second half. Blanks, Gordo Road. 
we can clearly have a good squad and will no doubt be in the mix at the top come next May. Bad day at the office for us. Not a very big Wickham crowd, though. I think it was 4992, of whom 430 were Jills. Their team's doing well. No other games nearby. Decent weather. I know their ground is a drag to get to, but that's a bit poor. Mark in Kent. We used to pack that away stand at Wickham, and now it looks empty. Something is wrong at Gillingham, and ignoring it won't help. A new owner could help us follow the likes of Wickham. I fear staying with Scally will make us more like following South End. Only time will tell. Man on the Clapham omnibus. Pretty clear statement from the Travelling Jules fans. Not sure how we will ever move on as a club when the chairman runs it for the benefit of his and his family's pockets. Priestfield is a shambles these days. The fans are an afterthought and the team is woefully short of quality. Shot shy. Our fans didn't support the team today. They were an embarrassment. What a contrast to Wickham fans when they got relegated last season. Their attitude was, we go again. Some of our so-called fans would have been screaming for everyone's head. We've all heard about Drumgate on the terrace at Adams Park. It's split the fans. Uh, some are pro-drum, some are anti-drum. It's like Brexit all over again, but with our beloved Wickham Wanderers. Now, before I was in the commentary box, I used to love being on the terrace. The left side, the right side, packed nights, uh, Tuesday nights, Saturday afternoons on the terrace. Great fun, great laughter, great chance. Now, I'm hearing it's not like that anymore, but Saturday seems to be pretty good, But although I can't really hear it from where I'm sat. So on the line now is Wickham fan Kyle. Oh, you're a terrorist dweller. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, Phil. Not too bad. Good stuff. Well, the reason we're talking to you is because on Twitter, you put up a, a tweet saying, I want to bring Wickham fans together. Let's all sit down and work out some new songs and some new ways and reunite the terrorists. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, well, that's the that's the ultimate aim. I want to, I want to make the terrorists. I want to get the valley in like a big blue wall of noise, really. I don't want any... I don't want left side, right side, middle. I want one terrorist all as one. That's you know, just one big happy family, just building the community. Everyone on the same wavelength with songs, and just you just I want to make that end when we attack it. I want to make it formidable. Well, there's two schools of thoughts here, isn't there? Because there's some fans that turn up and they think that they they play a part in lifting the team, and there's other fans who come along thinking I've had a long week at work. I want the team to lift me up, and there's no right or wrong answer to this. That's just how different people come to the game. So, where do you sit on that one? Um, I mean, I, I can see, I can definitely see where you're coming from. I see both sides of the argument with that, really. But what I want people to do is I want people to come along to the terrace and I want them to feel like they belong 
in the terrace. I want them to feel like they're there and that they want to make noise and they want to get behind the team. We're all there. And, we, you know, it's the same purpose. We want the team to win. But if you can feel a part of something, feel part of a community, have the same is the songs that we come up with, what we do. You know, I, I want to see flags everywhere, scarves, banners. I just want to turn it into one, you know, just, just, a, just a big wall of noise, Phil. That's what I really want. The Wickham Wall sounds good to me. So, uh, yeah, it does. So <laughs> what, it. what are you proposing here then? Uh, a sit-down of, of, of terrace heads or just people to come along and, and, and pitch in ideas? Well, I mean, I like the idea of um, having a meet-up before a game, whether that's on the day itself. We can meet up somewhere, have a few, you know, have a few beers and everyone can get together collectively. Um, You know, if people can get hold of me on Twitter, they want to DM me, then that's also great. Um, We can come up with some ideas, maybe get a WhatsApp group going and, you know, take it from there. There's no real right or wrong way of doing this. I just sort of, I want to get the ball rolling and get as many people behind it as possible. Now, let's talk about football chance then. I mean, there's been some great ones down the years. Uh, any favourites for you connected to Wickham Wanderers? Oh, well, the Wickham chance. I mean, I mean, over the last few years, they've been... Uh, there's some good ones, but I think recently, I, I kind of thought that maybe we just needed to refresh them. I, we need... Uh, I mean, if I was looking at favourites, oh, I mean, I'd really struggle to pick one out, in all honesty. It's... Um, you know, I'd, I'd, I mean, the one that I've heard time and time again that I want to, I'd like to get going is the old Bucks boys. That's that seems to be the continuing one again and again that people want to hear back on the terrace. Ah, oh, retro, I like it. Now, yeah. back in the O'Neill glory days, we used to sing uh, during the warm up. Every player had a chant, and we'd go through the side from from goalkeeper through to forwards and yeah. sing their chant, and the player would turn around and clap the fans. Does that still happen on the terrace? Uh, I think the last time I can really remember that happening was in the sort of Gorman uh, Lambert era. Um, everyone had a chant and everyone used to come back and applaud the fans. That's the last time I can really remember it happening. Um, so, you know, that's that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see that again. That would be great to get that going again. Yeah, I'd love to see that as well. I do miss the terrace. That's one. Someone asked me in the week what I miss about commentating on football, and it is the terrace, the laughs, having a few beers before the game, yeah. the humour, not just the chance as well. Some of the things that people would shout out, you know, would be worthy of a Saturday night at the Palladium. There used to be some real characters on the <laughs> yeah, terrace. Yeah, but that's, that's what. But you want. That's what I want to bring back. But I, I want it to be everyone's. Everyone should. Everyone should be behind the same cause. Everyone wants to make the terrace, the place to be. And, you know, I want it to feel like everyone's there and everyone's, you know, can meet up before a game and say, oh, look, you know, look, I've come up with a new song. And we go, all right, well, let's, you know, let's give it a go, see if it takes off, go from there. I just, you know, I want it left side, right side, everywhere. Everyone should be on the same page. Everyone wants to get behind the team and sing the songs. And it's, it's, it's going to be a slow process, I think. But ultimately, you know, I think in the long run, I think it could be something awesome for the club. Well, it's sounding good to me, Carl. Where can people find you online? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter. My handle is at Flag Raised. Um, you can find me on there. Or alternatively, you can just drop me an email, which is um, kyle.drummond at hotmail.com. Wow, even your name has Drummond. Unbelievable. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Stromgate all over again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carl, I think this is a fabulous initiative. I think anything that brings fans together uh, away from the football to talk about what goes on on a Saturday afternoon is a good thing. And I think a football club is a unique place in society where we can all come together on, under a common cause. So we wish you very, very well and hopefully see you in uh, Adams Park in the beer tent or in the Veer and, uh, and I'll buy you a pint. Lovely stuff, Phil. Thanks very much. Yeah, the other day I was eating a mango. And it got me thinking, Mango, where did the mango? Darius Charles was back at Adams Park on Saturday and understandably received a very warm welcome. I took the chance to catch up with everybody's favourite vegan to find out about his life after Wickham. Darius, welcome back to Adams Park. I mean, it feels like you've never been away. You were you're almost part of the furniture here at Adams Park. You're at Wimbledon now, but you've come back today on international break and, and seen the boys win. Yeah, I mean, you know, this place is, is, is home for me. And I've literally, you know, vent, ventured out and I, I found my key and thought I'd come back today because we, we don't have a game at, at AFC. So it was nice to come back, see the boys. Um, great to see them winning because ultimately, like, you know, I have a real affinity for the club and I, I just want them to, to do well. How's life? How is life at AFC Wimbledon? Oh man, it's incredible. We have such an incredible, you know, set up there. The manager, you know, Mark Robinson is someone who, you know, I admire highly and is the, is the reason why I'm still in football, to be honest with you, you know, after the conversations we had in the summer and conversations we'd had many years before when I was at Wimbledon. So it's it's brilliant because we're like the club is embarking on a on a new adventure that is, you know, down to, to Mark Robinson and it's just lovely to be a part of things at ground zero. And what's your role there? I've not, I've not seen much playing time, but you, you're around the squad the whole time. Yeah, I mean, you know, we like to coin the phrase, you know, cultural architect. So, you know, creating the type of environment in which, you know, which breeds success relative to, to the club you're at, you know, when we've already done that in terms of going further in the Carabao Cup than the club's ever been. You know, we'd like to then finish higher than the club's ever club, uh, finished in League One. So, you know, it's just putting down the, the stepping stones or the, the runs on a ladder to build something that is, is sustainable first and successful in, in the future. So is, is this the start of the next phase of your career? It depends what day you catch me on. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you because, you know, my last six months here at, at Wickham, I was kind of, you know, resigned to to retiring because I wasn't in the best of shape and the league we were in wasn't, you know, was another level beyond what I could physically manage so I did feel like it was probably my time to call it a day which then meant I probably didn't well not probably I definitely didn't you know take care of my body as well as you know I I could have been but coming back to Wimbledon now and being around a young group of you know hungry players who are just embarking on the beginning of the career like they excite me to get back in and be a part of it and you know and somewhat show what I'm capable of doing because a lot of them you know well I've never played against wouldn't know who I am you know apart from maybe hearing my story so um to be honest with you I'm definitely working you know tirelessly on on transitioning to a different part of the game but I wouldn't say my playing days are done yet well, you've seen Wickham win here today. You've seen a lot of League One, obviously, with your time at AFC Wimbledon as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this Wickham team capable of getting them automatically, do you think? I mean, listen, you know, I said this to, to Rob um, in our last face-to-face conversation that the squad that is here now is better, in my opinion, than the one that got promoted, you know. And what 
you know, Gareth and Dubbo have created in in their tenure here so far, and and Rob has as Rob and Pete have come and you know almost uh, springboard is a successful environment, you know, and and one that can really really go on and do great things. Like I said, you've got young, you've got a lot of young talent here who are going to learn a lot from the boys that are playing in front of them. So, you know, you look at this squad and the boys in the development. The next two, three, four, five years is going to be really exciting to, to see what, what's going on with this club, you know. Um, Wimbledon, I noticed you went up to Sunderland the other week. Were, were they pleased to see you up there? I had a different hairstyle, so they didn't recognise me. But <laughs> yeah, no, I always, I always get a trip up there. But, you know, it's all, it's all, you know, it's all part, of, part of the fun and why we love football, right? But, you know, in my opinion, it's still 1-0 Darius, so it's all right. <laughs> I noticed when we can win here, they play our house. You know, your legacy continues. Well, uh, listen, like I said, wherever I go, I just always want to add value, you know, and it's nice that a part of, well, what I was a part of creating because I was only a, a part of it, you know. This is something that, you know, Gareth and, and Andrew and, and Dobbo and Rob, as I said, like, really, like, masterminded, you know. So I'm just grateful that my name is etched in part of part of that, that history. So, you know, it's, it's great. You leave the shirt in a better place, right? And I like to think that I left the shirt in a better place than, you know, before I was here. So there's two games to come against Wickham Wanderers and AFC Wimbledon this season. Uh, how, how are you going to approach those games? Oh, like any other game, I'm a consummate professional, you know. Like I said before, I, you know, look, either way, I want the team I'm playing for to win. So, you know, and, and I, in, a, in an ideal world, the, the, the game in itself will be really relevant because both teams will get promoted anyway at the end of the season. So, you know, but listen, it's always great to come here. It's always, you know, great to, to pit yourself against arguably the best the best teams in the league so it'll be fun regardless well Darius it's great to see you and you're always welcome here at Adams Park uh-huh. thank you sir thank you my pleasure right that's your lot for this week many thanks to Gareth McCleary Stocko Kyle and Darius Charles we'll be back soon in the meantime come on you blues <laughs>